We are Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to free and truth program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which will be accessed live, or you can go to prn.live, or you can also call in 641-793-7091 to listen in live. We have today Dr. True, who I've missed the uh, last couple of weeks. Are you on, sir? Hello, hello. Dr. True, are you there? I am not hearing Dr. True. Okay, I think we're connecting him now. Um, and uh, like I said, he hasn't been on in a couple of weeks. I The last two shows, of course, I kind of um, clarified where this, this radio show is coming from as far as our faith based on the guests we had three weeks ago or four weeks ago. And um, prior to that, there was a couple of replays um, because the station was closed. Uh, so today we are going to catch up with Dr. True and uh, and I guess the latest the latest going on today. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Okay, Hello? I can hear you finally. How are you, sir? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Good. Yeah, you're a little light, but the station was also when they called to check the hearing. Um, just talk a little louder, I guess. But great to have you back on. I've missed you. I said you weren't here, though, but I, I said I missed you because I haven't had you on in a while. So thank you. <laughs> you bet. My pleasure. My privilege. Yes. And um, like I was just telling the audience, uh, you know, I, I haven't really been I've been traveling a bunch, so I'm not really staying on top of things going on other than emails and everything. So I just wanted to get updates with you. I know I talked to you a couple of days ago and you were mentioning some stuff, so I don't know where you want to take the show. But I just wanted the audience to hear uh, what you've uncovered since we've talked last. Well, surely. Yeah. You know, I think it's really helpful. At least that's from my from my standpoint. I I have my own two hour radio show. I've been doing for as you know well over three decades, mm-hmm. and so it really helps. You, you can get bits and pieces of sound bites of what we're really looking at here. Why? What the agenda is? What is going on? Not only in the in the realm of of vaccinations and what they're trying to accomplish. But I think looking at the whole picture is important. Now, uh, there's a, a lady, Laura Abelai. I don't know if you've you've heard of her much, but I followed her from from. Uh, she's an investigative journalist. She does a great job. She, you know, sometimes you know she has a way with words, and in a four minute presentation, in a public address, I think she cuts right to the chase of really what's going on because we're, you know, if you, if you hear what we've been saying on this radio show and my radio show and, and countless other podcasts, uh, we're looking at, I, I've always said this from day one, what is an M RNA messenger ribonucleic acid, MRNA based so-called vaccine all about really 
is there any science to prove that it's effective in combating uh, a communicable disease? The answer to that is uh, not only no, but quite frankly, hell no. Mm-hmm. It's experimental. So what's the agenda behind this, Renee? And I, I just want people to, to, to put on their thinking caps. You know, our creator made your brain for a purpose. It's not just to be a place for your uh, covering to go between your ears, okay? A hairdo. You got to think, and I'm telling you, uh, what's what's stunning to me is people's critical thinking skills have just, in my opinion, gone worse and worse and worse and worse. I don't know why that is. Uh, Maybe it's the fluoride and the fluorine and toothpaste and fluoridated water. I don't... No, but some but people are not thinking. They're more they're more concerned about who's going to be in the Super Bowl than mm-hmm. really what's going on in their lives. And and that's not. I, I, don't get me wrong. I I think sports is, is a great uh, outlet in certain ways. I I like to go out and exercise and play. I, I played competitive basketball. I was uh, kind of semi pro. So I I know. Important, how important is it to have physically a physically fit body? I understand that, and yet, this, as a society as a whole, we've become uh, we put this as gladiators. You know, I've watched in my lifetime the price of a sports ticket in a place like the Delta Center here in Utah get out of reach for most people, and it's in the hundreds and hundreds of dollars a ticket. But then nobody's had a problem filling the stands. I believe they're distractions. I mean, there's a book I have in my storage unit called The Learned Elders of Zion, The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. And one of their one of their agendas, the powers that be that we've exposed on previous radio shows, um, was actually sports to distract us from their agenda, as well as vaccinations was another one of their protocols. So this is... Very well designed by the powers that be, as far as I'm it, concerned. It most definitely is, and I'm not saying that it wasn't planned. I'm saying, saying just exactly that, mm-hmm. that this is um, an agenda. It's okay to have a physical fitness program. It's, 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 it's part of, of, of being in shape and fit, and that's okay. okay. But when you take it to the point where it becomes an idol. Right, an idol, exactly. Your and whole I have a perfect, life revolves around I have a perfect analogy with that because I'm an ex-certified trainer by the American Council on Exercise. And my late husband used to say, the heart's a muscle, you don't use it, you lose it. So there is a balance of keeping yourself healthy. But then also with the Miami Dolphins that I was going to at two years of age, the first game, um, I had you know season tickets 15 rows from the field for you know over 10 years. And I, like you said, when we put it as an idol, and we put it before our intimacy with our creator, that's when it becomes a distraction. And people people worship these, uh, my own family does, they worship these players and instead of worshiping who they should be worshiping. So it's definitely a distraction, um, as well as many other protocols they list in that book I was mentioning. Yeah, I'm just looking at the uh, at this playoffs, and I just tuned in to see what's going on a little bit, just to see the scores. And this is a, you know, and I'm just amazed at, at the people and all the painted faces and all of the, I mean, this is Babylon on, on steroids. They're just, and, and they're rabid about about their favorite team going on to the Super Bowl. And, of course, we're the Super Bowl this year, and Sin City uh, lost wages. 
Mm-hmm. And, and the hype is, is, is getting to be so out of control. We've got the halftime show of Usher coming in. I'm, I guarantee it's going to be a satanic ritual again. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, look at this, folks. Well, but I'm, I'm kind of getting off, off point here a little bit because Laura uh, has this, she put out this little, it's, it's fairly uh, just a couple months ago, and, I, and I've shared it with a lot of people. Uh, Renee, and it's because she's so right on point. I, I apologize for some background music that whoever put this on on YouTube put on. I think it distracts, but, but the message is clearly what she calls the final goal. The final goal. Whether you are awake or not, folks, you got to understand this is. I I couldn't agree more with Laura's analysis mm. because you've got an attack against the very moral fiber of who we are as a species. We are lining up for our own destruction. And this is what's amazing. Uh, How in the world do you program and brainwash millions of people, if not billions of people worldwide, into lining up for an experimental messenger RNA jab? Well, mm-hmm. you, you threaten their very existence of normalcy. You say, well, this is the only answer to get us back to what we will think is normal. What is normal? Uh, going into work, punching the time clock, getting mm-hmm. a paycheck, and spending that money. Spending the money to enrich corporate interests. That's right. That's that- the response I've received from many over since this whole COVID hoax started. Um, and just recently, a, a gentleman that purchased one of our 21-day cleanses, he said, you know, he's a first responder, and he said, I would have lost my job. So their job is more important than, than you know, accepting this, this messenger RNA vaccine, um, as well as all the vaccines. I mean, they're all, that's how they've really, you know, uh, pressured everybody, um, you know, lying to us, saying that you can't go to school without them. That's why it's so important that people are aware of their rights and you know something I didn't know and most people don't know until you start researching yourself. So but I think oh, it's yeah. a combination of everything. You know, you mentioned the fluoride and the the everything else, the you know, the frontal lobe being dumbed down. Um, I think that is all it's all compounding. It's all the the agenda to putting us into their where they're headed, which is metaverse, which is controlling us, you know, because they're injecting these nanobots inside of us. So they're they're literally, you know, they're working into having a completely AI uh, fifteen minute city. I mean, it's all it's all it's all so planned well, there. out. Uh, that's what she calls the trans transhumanism agenda. That's really exactly. really it. And that's what this is going on for at least the last thirty to forty years. But the yep. The technology breakthroughs, folks, listen to me very carefully on this. They want you to believe that there is friendly extraterrestrials, ETs, that want to help humanity. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll see that, that this artificial intelligence, they'll, they'll unveil this, I believe, this year, if not into 2025. Mm-hmm. This is directed by some really beneficial alien presence, these Nordics from a, a galaxy close by. Now, folks, don't be deceived. This is, these are, these are old demons in a new age, okay? They're all demonic, yeah, very demonic. These are the demons of antiquity, for heaven's sakes. They're That's still right. around, and they're not from a planet galaxy far, far away. They're from an extra-dimensional space in 
the earth. It's biblical, folks. Listen very carefully. Yep. So here's Laura. Let's let's let me just play this if I could. You can put it right yep. through. Uh, and listen close. I apologize for the for the music, but she's right mm-hmm. on point. The vinyl girl. Here's Laura Abelay. Can we go with go with that? Here we go. Yep. Is to eradicate humanity as we know it. Once you understand the final destination, it becomes much easier to look back and identify the psychological conditioning, the biological tampering, the cultural grooming, and the educational prepping that we have been subjected to for decades in preparation to making us accept a post-human future. It takes a lot of physical and psychological abuse to get an intelligent species like ours to agree to its own extinction. Most, if not all, that has transcended in the last 60 years is designed to get us closer to accepting such a dystopian reality. Whether you care to accept it or not, we live in a hyper-controlled matrix where our perception of reality is meticulously planned, managed, and executed in order to control and steer us in whichever direction they wish. And the direction is a post-human world. For this, they first needed to destabilize, dehumanize, and demoralize humanity through every means possible. The destruction of the nuclear family, children being indoctrinated by the state, abortion, the eradication of God and spirituality from education, Life in mega cities and away from nature, toxic food, air and water, social media, replacing real human connection and interaction, engineered financial crisis and taxation, endless wars and massive migration, stress, anxiety, depression, drugs and alcohol, constant fear mongering, moral relativism is a new religion. And I could go on and on about how humanity has been influenced and forced to move away from all the things that give us strength, security, purpose, and meaning. A weak, immoral, disconnected, ignorant, and unhealthy population is an easy target for the next stage, the creation of an entire generation of androgynous beings. Masculinity is under attack psychologically, culturally, and biologically. Women are being replaced in sports, entertainment, and politics by men pretending to be women. And children are being indoctrinated at school to think that gender is a choice. The transgender movement is not a grassroots movement. It comes from the top. It has nothing to do with people's freedom of expression, sexuality, or civil rights. It's an evil psyop with a clear agenda to get us closer to transhumanism by making us question the most fundamental notion of human identity, our gender. If you don't know who you are, if you already identify as a hybrid between a man and a woman, you will be easily convinced to become a hybrid between human and machine. Gender ideology is the two plus two equals five from George Orwell's 1984 dystopian novel. It's the final test to see whether we will follow the most absurd party lines towards our own extinction. But two plus two equals four. 
And no matter how you choose to dress, call yourself, or change your physique, will not change that. The sad reality, though, is that in the gaslighting process to get us closer to a post-human future, they have mentally and physically harmed an increasing number of children and young people, and it's only getting worse. This must be stopped. Yeah, you did send that to me. If, you, if you'll send it to me again, Dr. True, I'll add it to our, our website so people can listen because the music definitely distracted what she was saying. But she was right on, absolutely. Yeah, she really is. There's another uh, form of it in Rumble without the music on there, but it's not as clear and it's not hard to hear. But she's right on point. You go to her website um, um, and and see it directly. She's she's right on point, and I it's four minute clip, okay? And it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> she couldn't have said it better. Yeah, no, she did a great job. Yep, I remember seeing it when we, you we sent it to at, me. We yep. look at the 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 whole purpose of adjuvants okay now back in oh golly it's been 20 years or so i did a, a, a great interview with a gentleman um named scott dr scott lively who penned a book published a book called redeeming the rainbow mm-hmm. and the whole premise of his book is is his research is and the, the footnotes are conclusive in the science listen people uh, it doesn't matter if you're if you're straight or gay uh, or lesbian or transgender. What what is it's a symptom of a deeper problem. And this is this is the point that he made is so very unpopular because it's not it, it fights against the very agenda we're talking about here. Because Dr. Live in his book said you can trace uh, proclivities to homosexuality if you're. If you're a man or, you know, attracted to men or women to women, there is a very real imbalance in hormone structures. And this is very unpopular because it's not, oh, golly, I want you to believe you're born that way and you like your skin color. So that couldn't be further from the truth. The, there, in other words, you're saying that, that, that our Heavenly Father uh, is a jokester and wants to play games with people putting a soul of a man into a woman's body, et cetera, et cetera. That was the very premise of Dr. Lively's book. He said, listen, it doesn't make you less of a, of a valuable human being. Please don't get that. We're not saying, hey, you're, you're a bad person if you have these proclivities. No, no, no. We just want you to know that you're a victim in this sense because the, the evidence shows it. He traced this to... Most people with those tendencies, Renee, this is so key. I'm not being judgmental. I'm not trying to to say, hey, this is a, you know, you're an evil person if you have these proclivities. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying this. Trace it back, and most people with that with the hormonal imbalance had a reaction to childhood vaccinations. Most Absolutely. Did. I was getting ready to say the same thing. And I believe it was uh, one of my researches back when I had my nonprofit. I'm wanting to say Dr. Tenpenny. She actually had insinuated the vaccine injury is what's yeah. causing uh, that damage for sure. I'm 100 percent in agreement. Yep. Yep. So she goes back and, 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 and looks at the, at the history. He said it's one of two things, but the vast majority and we're talking about 85 to 90 percent. There was a vaccine injury event where the person's siblings had no no problem. Maybe they got a, a bigger dose of the adjuvant, the chimericol or whatever the adjuvant that's 
was was in the last bat- part of the batch. It's less like playing Russian roulette. Uh, it's not doesn't mean that person is an evil person. No, no, no. Mm-mm. But listen, once you identify what happened, now the, so the other ten percent, he's traced to. <laughs> There's, they were abused as children in, in something that's very dark, uh, generational satanic ritual abuse mm-hmm. that really seems to have people, you know, victimized because they walk in with, like, the Sybil multiple personality structures. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll be, you know, there's, there's a feminine uh, spirit or a masculine spirit that comes into the body and basically takes over. And he says, that's that's something that's that we have documented, and it's basically going into what's what's called um, exorcism, getting these people, getting these entities out. But in the same token, understanding that once you do a blood work and show the hormone imbalances, it takes time, sometimes as much as a year, of hormone replacement therapy to get people back where they don't have the same-sex attractions. Now, get, get this. It's a choice, ultimately. See, Dr. Lively said this. Hey, you have the freedom to choose. If you want to, to have that lifestyle, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. But doggone it, don't program society to make the children believe it, that they can have, have gender identity uh, operations. They have a choice, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, nothing, don't be messing nothing. with somebody's yeah. genitalia in a yeah. surgical procedure because you're messed up. That's right, and this is where I go back okay. to the last two radio shows I did on the importance on getting deep and intimate with our creator and getting in his word, breaking it down to the mistranslations, to the original meanings. It's 100% against, yeah, our creator. Stakes, you, you definitely know, it, it can repair the vaccine up. injury okay. just like you prepare autism yeah. and every other vaccine injury <laughs> it's like it's like laura said so very well we are mm-hmm. racing toward extinction as a species and again it goes back to the whole genesis account doesn't it Absolutely. you know Absolutely. the the fallen ones the fallen angels they hate the creation of humans because why uh we see in scripture that there's enmity between us and these fallen angels, these That's demonic right. source. There's enmity. What does that mean? That they they want to destroy the creation. And what's the best way to do that? By mm-hmm. messing with the very coding itself, the DNA coding. That's, That's the key of our creator. And I said this many times in radio shows. I'll say it again now. <clears throat> the v- vesicular monomine transport gene, the VMAT2, is mm-hmm. identified clearly in science as a human genome project as being the God gene, so-called. Mm-hmm. The God gene. In other words, you know, it's called VMAT2. Why is it called 2? Well, it's a 2%. It's 2% of your genome, ladies and gentlemen, that makes you different than another primate, like an orangutan or a gorilla. You see... Mm-hmm. Darwinism is nonsense. Mm-hmm. A primate has its own gene. Now, listen, if you're the, uh, the evolution of the fittest, right, 
and we evolved from a, an orangutan or a, a chimpanzee or a gorilla, why are there still gorillas? If we didn't adapt, they would die. But they're exactly. separate, and they're separate gene structures. But the point is, the difference, the difference between us and a gorilla or a chimp is that 2% of the genome, the mm-hmm. VMAT2 gene, the 2%. Why is it important? Because that's what gives us a connection to our creator. That's right. That's why we're special, and that's why we're different than the animal world. You follow me? I do, and that's what this COVID hoax is all about, is removing that gene. To I've target actually... that, to CRISPR edit it out, yeah. Right. The CRISPR, the CRISPR technology to target the gene structure yeah. and to it's edit that out permanently. That, yeah. And what will happen when that happens? Are humans still humans as far as, you know, they walk upright, they think they can drive a car, they have reason that, but the, the fact of the matter is, studying the genome, Renee, you sever out that VMAT2 gene, what happens is you lose spirituality. You lose the ability to love and have charity towards your fellow man, and that's what makes humanity humanity. You follow me? I do. We're seeing this. We're seeing this. I can and go on and on and on and tell you about reports. I, I talked with with some researchers, and they're finding out that people that have got the boosters and the jabs now it's been you know in about a year or, or more, mm-hmm. their personalities are changing. Mm-hmm. This is what's coming up. They are yeah, getting to people be have more actually and more said they don't angry. feel that feel God anymore. They've said that after the shot. But that's part of the whole metaverse. That's that's the the transhumanism. Um, and and I want to just throw out there real fast. Twice this week, I've gone to the grocery store, and you want to know the ultimate freedom is leaving your phone at home. <laughs> yeah, people will leave a message. If you get a text, you can come back and read it. When I tell you the ultimate freedom, I was with my, the lady I'm staying with, Phoebe, and I'm like, you have no idea how free I feel. <laughs> and I have flip phones. I've already upgraded my iPhones to flip phones back when this whole COVID started. So I'm talking about <laughs> even the flip phones because they do the same darn thing the iPhones do. But it's just the ultimate freedom. You should really try it because people are so idling their phones. And that is the whole agenda of the enemy is to turn that you turn people into their iPhone. <laughs> They're just, I mean, everybody's glued to it. Everybody does everything on it. I had to repent after I upgraded my iPhone 11s to flip phones. Father said, now, baby girl, I want you to repent because you were idling them. I was doing everything on them, which is what everybody does. Everybody I look at out in public, they have their, their, their phone right there in their face. It's like, you know, imagine them, you know, living when we were children when there were not even flip phones around. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's amazing, but it's totally part of the whole transhumanism uh, agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there's a very real psychosis called uh, mass formation psychosis. And I don't know if you saw this um, from Dr. McCullough. You, you did. I'm, we shared this link. Uh, Dr. McCullough, my goodness. He's right on with this uh, COVID Hall of Fame. He's he's one of the the, the dirty dozen, correct? You know, exposing the yeah. agenda here. Yeah, I'm what hearing some stuff, some video behind you. Like in the real world, what's that? Oh, there's some feedback. I can't hear you. No, I said I'm hearing some talking on the radio. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, now it's good. Are we good? We're good. <laughs> so what, what mass formation psychosis looks like in the real world? This is a, do we have time to play this? This is a six-minute clip by Dr. Dr. Uh, McCullough. Sure. Can we play that? Uh, mm -hmm. He's right on. What in the world? This cause goes along with Laura and what she's saying. Why are we doing this? Are we on a mad rush to to have extinction of the of the human being? Why are we doing this? What's fueling this? It's insanity, really. Here we go. Uh, let's go ahead. It's, uh, it's take about six minutes. Let's start with with this is Doctor McCullough. Mm -hmm. I have a sense that something is going on that's wrong. I could I see this all over the nation. I've given public seminars myself or in teams of individuals in 24 U.S. major cities. And I've got a lot more to go. Far more women are becoming aware that something is wrong than men. Far more nurses and non-physician medical personnel are aware compared to physicians. But I'm on all these email chains with physicians and physicians get propagandized emails through Medscape, through heart.org, through um, various medical communications, uh, the journals, summaries of journals. They get propagandized communications, New England Journal of Medicine, JAMA, uh, British Medical Journal. But I can tell you in the private email world of doctors, very little chatter, very little chatter. There's almost, you'd think there would be some guilty consciences where doctors say, you know, I feel terrible about uh, thousands of people dying shortly after the vaccine. Or I feel terrible that I'm seeing blood clots in these vascular uh, situations or very little chatter. It's, it, there is an oblivion. The term that has been used, that has been coined by Professor Matthias Desmet in University of Ghent in Belgium, and popularized by um, psychiatrist uh, Mark McDonald and, and bioethicist and vaccine developer Robert Malone is called mass formation psychosis. And that does explain the behavior that we're seeing. Mass formation psychosis says we had to have had a prolonged period of isolation, which we did. Number two, we had to have things taken away from us we enjoy. That happened. Number three, we had to have constant free-floating anxiety. Best example is right before Christmas, having President Biden tell our seniors that it's going to be a deadly winter for the unvaccinated from the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And then number four, we must have an authority figure or an authority complex give us a solution. And we must follow it without exception. And that's what Dr. Artis has said. In the hospital, the protocols are followed without exception. The, the, the uh, basically warnings against early treatment are followed without exception. And then you see the implementation of mask mandates and other things followed this. And how Matthias Desmond tells us we're in mass psychosis, which by the way, occurred in Nazi Germany, has occurred in these religious cult suicides. How we know is that there's no limit to the absurdity of the behaviors. You know, people wearing masks and driving alone in the car, people wearing masks, swimming in an Olympic swimming pool. Uh, there's no absurdity. People taking, uh, I'll give an example in my field. I'm a cardiologist. I have a young Naval Academy cadet. He has his whole life ahead of him. He takes the vaccine. He gets significant heart injury with the first shot. 
his commanders and every doctor in the Naval Academy tells him to take the second shot. His mother is terrified. His whole military career is online. Mm-hmm. That is mass psychosis. There is no other explanation. No reasonable doctor, no reasonable military command would subject somebody to a second shot of heart damage, which in his case will almost be certainly be lethal. That is what's going on. And I've seen cardiologists after cardiologists of people who sustain heart damage recommend more shots to get more heart damage. Dr. Artis has told you there is a product which has proven to cause renal failure and hepatic injury. Doctors continue to give the product causing more kidney injury. I have over 500 publications on kidney injury. I'm telling you, it contributes to death without a doubt. That is mass psychosis. Doctors and health systems and people all around us are entranced in a mass psychosis. Our challenge is to somehow bring them out of it without having mass loss of life greater than what we've already seen. What Matthias Desmond has said, I've been on a seminar with him. He said this almost always leads with massive loss of life. Boom. When people die after the vaccine, there is an astonishing lack of outrage by the surviving family members. This is very important. Young person after young person died tragically after the vaccine without any signs of concern or outrage by family members. This is a sign of what we call mass psychosis. This means that people are in almost like a zombie-like state where they are emotionally inert to the loss of a family member because it's happened at the end of a hypodermic needle with a COVID-19 vaccine. There is a shroud of, of shame, of guilt, of remorse, and a, a distorted notion that this was done for someone else, for public safety, for uh, the overall beneficence of society. I can tell you, Ted, this is disturbing. When a child dies of cancer, the family members start a, a, a fund funding campaign to help fund cancer research. When a child dies of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, the families help spawn screening programs for these uh, precipitants of sudden death. But here with COVID-19 vaccination, almost a uniform absence of family outrage over the loss of their loved one, unnecessarily so, with the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, there you have it. What do you think about that one? Yeah, yeah, we've already added that one to our Educate link. Um, if you go to the Educate link on vacinfo.org, the COVID Hall of Fame, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, he got emotional. You heard him when he talked about yeah. the cadet. I mean, this man's amazing exposing this. He's threatening. I mean, he's definitely, you know, risking his own life coming out with this, but it's it's a huge video, huge. Yeah, and it's just uh, that's just one of one of many dozens of voices mm-hmm. he's been he's been explaining this, and it, it's all there. And yet, I don't know I don't know whether it's just the the propaganda, the funding, the programming of the mass media. I think all of it's part of that uh, because people are just like if, if people like us that are warning people and telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're the rational voices. I would hope we are. Oh, yeah. But we're the ones being ostracized and, and said we're nutty conspiracy theorists to, to say vaccines are great for us. No, they're not. They don't belong in your body, period. Right. 
That's right. Yeah, no, we definitely have to, uh, you know, just wake up whoever will listen, as we both have been doing for so long, because, you know, now it's on the childhood CDC schedule at six months of age. That's what's so that's devastating crazy. to me. What's, that's, that's the most devastating thing to me at six months of age, them, you know, because uh, so many parents are being led to allow them to do this to their child when they're not even at an age to make their own choices. You know what I'm saying? So they're, I mean, it's just, we have to continue doing what we've been doing. Dr. True, we've been doing this for a long time. Me since the lift, my, my baby girl, my own experience, you since forever, <laughs> since you were able to talk. <laughs> and as well as the station here. I mean, you know, Gary Knoll's been teaching it. We've all been teaching just the regular vaccines. I mean, this isn't even... You know, to me, COVID, like I said on the last show, is the, is the death shot. It's not even a vaccine. I'm surprised they're even calling it a vaccine because, like you said, it's literally turning you into artificial intelligence and to join their meta, you know, metaverse that they're going to be, you know, uh, controlling everybody. And that's why they have no emotion when they lose a loved one. I mean, oh my gosh, I lost my child. There's a lot of emotion behind that. I've been you know, bearing my cross and following our savior and exposing truth ever since I lost my first child. Um, and for parents not to have that passion in them when they're losing their baby, you know, some right there tells you that they're literally controlling them. They're, they're totally turning their emotions off. Well, I got to tell you, and I, I, I don't think she'll be listening, so I won't give her specific names, but there is a, a a, a family friend who we have here who's totally allopathic in every way, shape, and form, thinking, you know, that the answer to all, all life's uh, problems are in the science, follow the science, follow the science, right? She's a sweet, she's a nice lady, and I have no problems. Uh, you've met our, met our little ones, you know, our, our, my grandkids that live with me. Um, one is is uh, going on five years old now, going to, to preschool and then getting ready for her kindergarten class. Um, she's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and just one step ahead of most people. She's never had a shot ever. We've opted out. Mm. And so she's she's got, I mean, she's just a, her own little personality's coming out. She's, she's so excited. But her, her little classmate, uh, she she grew up, uh, my daughter took took her to to babysit at this this lady's house. She was totally allopathic, and she was livid that that Francie would not get this child vaccinated. I mean, mm. uh, when when this when her her little uh, son is they're the same age, you know, she has a little sniffle. Oh, you can't come around because you know he's sick. And or if you have a little even sniffle, don't bring the don't bring the, the, the girl over because I don't want my little one to get sick. So she's she's completely vaccine program, right. you know. Yeah. Okay, so get this. She she's posted on Facebook all this step by step because the her little one, uh, when they went and got the R S V vaccine, right? Mm -hmm. Um and she's so this and that, and he came, lo and behold, he comes down with RSV, life-threatening. He's, he's catatonic, and, and he brings back stories of your experience. He's, he's life-rushed to Primary Children's Hospital, put on, uh, he's, he's going to survive, but there may be permanent brain damage. 
mm. with this little little one. He's a he's a sweet little boy, and I'm sitting here. Oh my goodness! And talk about mass formation psychosis. She's posting, and she believes it. Her son is sick because of the non-vaccinated. Oh my goodness! People like my grand <laughs> like my granddaughter. Like wow. me, out there spreading misinformation. She's wow. totally believing that her problem is because her little son was exposed to unvaccinated people, which is, talk about stupid. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't talk this stupid, okay? Uh, I kind of, she was like, what about measles? And the measles, I says, I says Penny, with all due respect, if, you're, if vaccination really works, and your kids are vaccinated for measles, why do you have to worry about mine unvaccinated? The dangerous one is the unvaccinated. If the, if the whole thing works, why are you so upset about uh, taking care of my granddaughter because she's not vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Now, look, it's, you don't understand we have a difference of opinion. If you don't want uh, us to come, we won't. Uh, you know, you need the money. We're helping you. But, but please. And oh wow, I think it's best if you don't come. So we went and and my daughter found a preschool, but that's the background. I mean, these people actually vote, which mm-hmm. is scary. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to get worse. I'm sitting here looking at the educate link on our website, and phase three on the Rockefeller playbook literally says it'll be the fit. The, the well, phase three is if the majority of the people resist the vaccine, a weaponized SARS, HIV, MERS virus will be released. A lot of people will die from this. It will be survival of the fittest. It will also be the ultimate push for everyone to be vaccinated in order to return to normalcy. Those who have taken the vaccine will be at war with those who have not. It will be anarchy anarchy from all sides. That's their agenda, to have people like that woman, you know, totally not realize what I've had to learn the hardest way possible, that all science epidemiological studies are funded by the drug companies who are making the darn vaccines, people wake up. It's so important that we make people. She's actually making a, you know, being a platform. She was on the freaking TV news. Unbelievable. Uh, given the, given, well, I, I, I blame the unvaccinated for putting my, and she's, she's, oh, my God, I lost my kid because of the unvaccinated. And look yeah. at the difference. Look at, look at those that are not vaccinated and they're, they don't, I mean, they're living their life. And you get, get a, get a, I mean, look at, and they won't see it. And I, I talk about jaw dropping, mass. Formation psychosis. Yeah. I mean, come on! You're blaming and us, and 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 he. Not only has he gotten the the COVID jabs, as she and her husband have, but all the boosters, and oh my gosh, RSV. Got to go and get the RSV back, and that was enough. It, it just little little body shut down. Mm-hmm. Lucky to have him alive, but it, but it's blaming us. It's blaming the non-vaccinated which gave him, put him at high risk. And she just won't see it because she's psychosis. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, That's the agenda. And what do you do? That's the agenda. Next week, actually, I'm going to be traveling to Arizona and to help a brother with Parkinson's and um, Anthony Samaroff. He's the one that's taken all my late husband's information online and edited it. He's an editor. And we're going to be publishing his What in the Cell is Going on book soon. 
Um, he's going to be hosting the show, and he is going to be interviewing a gentleman. Uh, he's actually reached out to him to do this. James Lyons Wheeler, Whaler, uh, W-E-I-L-E-R. But I'd like to read this article real fast about what he wrote. Anthony wrote this. Who are more healthy, the vaccinated or the unvaccinated? Cutting-edge information on the safety and efficacy of vaccines. I don't like that sentence because I don't believe the word safe and vaccine should be in the same sentence, but he that, that's the title. A lot of people think that the vaccine debate has been settled long ago, and now people are just arguing over the interpretation of yesterday's facts. It turns out that this is not the case. In fact, some of the most of the compelling evidence on safety credentials of vaccines only come, came out within the last five years. And the time of writing this article was January of 2022. There are two two landmark studies comparing the long-term health outcomes of vaccinated and unvaccinated populations, and I'm going to briefly outline their findings. Mawson and the other in 20, 2020, Dr. Lyons Wheeler and Dr. Paul Thomas. That was a pediatrician that has retired, Dr. Paul Thomas. Dr. James Lyons Weiler is a research scientist who reviews peer-reviewed journals. He made his name discovering flaws and methods of analyzing data and devised better ones. His job is to advise people on how to improve studies. His credentials for scientific rigor and objectively objectivity are impeccable. Paul Thomas is a pediatrician who is practicing in the state of Oregon. Both studies can be found online. A third, more recent study comparing the health outcomes of vaccinated and unvaccinated populations by the control group uh, is also available online and of great interest, although I think it relies heavily on surveys which are not considered a reliable source of evidence by some skeptics. (laughs) So I want to focus on the first two in this short essay, and I'm going to put this on the website I just, Anthony just sent this to me, and what I just read, the control group, we've had her as a guest on this show, Joy Garner. Um, there are over 800,000 completely unvaccinated people in the USA, enough for the CDC to do a large-scale study comparing the health outcomes of vaccinated and unvaccinated populations. The CDC should want to conduct this study because it would prove very clearly that vaccines did more good than harm, putting to bed conspiracy theories to the contrary, if that is the truth. Why hasn't the CDC done the study? Experts and lay people have been calling for the CDC to do a large-scale study of this kind for at least 40 years. In fact, the Institutes of Medicine said it was needed in 1981. In 1986, the U.S. Congress told the CDC to do it, but they didn't. Since then, they have been, there have been at least four bills brought before Congress to require the CDC to do a large-scale study comparing the relatively health of vaccinated and unvaccinated populations, but they all have been shut down. The CDC steadfastly refused to do the study. Dell Bigtree, producer of the controversial movie Vax, reports going up before a CDC committee and pressing them on the issue of the study only to have Anthony Fauci tell him point blank, we'll never do that study. Why not? It could prove conclusively that vaccines do more good than harm. The problem is it could also prove conclusively that vaccines do more harm than good. Is the CDC anti-science? We can only conclude that the CDC are afraid of what they might find out. After all, the CDC, the NIH, and the FDA all hold patents in vaccines. What's more, 
many of their major funders are major pharmaceutical manufacturers who themselves hold patents in vaccinations. If these were corporations rather than government bodies, this would clearly be viewed as a conflict of interest. They would be dragged before the courts and disbanded. How can these institutions impartially regulate or an industry they depend on funding? The above evidence is circumstantial evidence, of course, and does not prove any wrongdoing or harm from vaccines. However, it's worth bearing in mind the background that all these studies are appearing against before looking at the objective evidence because there is a tendency to think, well, if all this is true and so flagrant, why haven't the experts done anything about it yet? You have to be careful whenever people say the experts agree, because in many fields, you will never become accredited as an expert in the first place unless you first agree to what all the accepted precepts of the field, some of which will be wrong, and they will remove your license to practice and revoke your accredita accreditation accreditation as an expert if you dispute them later. The results of the studies, the results of the Mawson and Lyons-Weiler studies were similar. While vaccinated populations get less whooping cough, measles, pertussis, etc., as you might expect, they get way more incidences of worse diseases. The Mawson 2017 study suggests chronic fatigue, IBS, colitis, ADHD, fibromyalgia, and neurodevelopmental disorders are all more prevalent the more shots a person has had. Mawson found that vaccinated individuals were decidedly more susceptible to rhinitis, eczema, attention to disorders, and a degree a decrease in learning ability and pneumonia. Dr. Lyon, Lyons-Weiler in the 20, 2020 study ranked the patients involved in the study from the highest to the lowest in terms of how many vaccines they got and found that the more vaccines they had, the more they tended to go to the doctor with health, health complaints. The more they were vaccinated, the more they got sinus issues, asthma, and breathing issues, eczema, dermatitis, gastroenteritis, weight and eating disorders, seizures, otitis media, conjunctivitis. There was no ADHD in the unvaccinated population, but there was in the vaccinated one. And anemia was very strongly correlated to the number of vaccinations being four times, 14 times greater in the vaccinated as compared to the unvaccinated. Bear in mind, all these conditions were relatively rare before 1989, which is the year in which the CDC changed the schedule to include so many more shots. Three years after the Reagan administration in 1986 granted vaccine manufacturers immunity from prosecution over the products causing injury. This created a perfect business model with every vaccine manufacturer could rush to get their products on the CDC's schedule, received a handout at the expense of a taxpayer to provide them to every child, meaning they didn't have to spend any money or on advertising. And if the product was faulty and harmed the patient badly, they couldn't even sue. There is tremendous fishiness going on. I noticed that there are at least three prior studies linking vaccines to asthma found in seri serious journals. The Journal of American Medicine, 1994, New Zealand Journal of Medicine, 1997, and Thorax Medical Journal, 2002. But if you Google whether vaccines cause asthma, all the official sources cite one study that says vaccines are not linked to asthma. They never bother to even mention the other six. I wonder who funded the one study they have they love to cite and how many ways they analyze the data to get the result they preferred. Everywhere you investigate vaccines, you find scandal after scandal, misinformation and lies. People came out with the same important talking points time and time again and usually with an air of super superiority. Superior, superiority. 
Example, look, because of these crazy anti-vaxxers, there are new breakouts of polio. Of course, if you actually bother to check the data, you'll find the new outbreaks of polio were all in vaccinated rather than unvaccinated populations. ABC did a series of articles on this such as the following. More polio cases now caused by the vaccine than by wild uh, virus, ABC News, and they had the link. Besides the polio vaccine never eradicated polio, as anyone who did their research would know polio was at its peak in 1950 and the vaccine was only introduced in 1956, by which time cases of polio had already fallen by 82%. This is all a matter of public record. It's out in the open. All you need to do is look to find it out. But the vaccine advocates are usually so arrogant and sure they are right, they never even bother to check. In 1998, the Journal of Medical, the Journal of American, American Medical Association reported in a study that 98% of children with pertussis in the study had already been vaccinated for the disease. The morbidity and mortality report reported in 1986 that 80% of measles outbreaks occurred in vaccinated populations, and in 1989, that pertussis outbreaks occurred nearly 100% vaccinated population. Okay, I hope you find this information very educational and pass it on. It looks like this is how the issue of critical importance and if the COVID BS has done one thing for us, it's given us the opportunity to bring these facts to more people's attention. So let's spread the word. And Mr. Anthony is the one that wrote this. So this is going to go on the website. So that's a good way to end this show, Dr. True. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, There's just... uh so much evidence of it. And again, I think it's important to just again, to bring out what we're saying. I don't care how much evidence is there. I do care, but for most people, they're, they're not, they're just blind to it. The mass psychosis is real. um, And we just have to realize that's what's happening too. So that's the show. That's the message anyway. Yes. Well, thank you, Dr. True, for all you've been doing for so long. And we just have to keep going. We have to keep doing it. And Anthony's a statistics guy, so um, he's going to have a great show next week. But thank you, Dr. True. Thank you, audience, for listening. We love you guys. You're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition. Our shows can be accessed later on whatinthecell.podbean.com, or you can go to the front page of our vacinfo.org website right underneath the little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth, and yeah, bless.